Good afternoon, everybody. You're now into into a strong segment of I Am Legend with your host, Tim Newkirk, Pastor Tim Newkirk, GYC Ministries, where we bring together all legends that are iconic in the city of Buffalo. This is an epic show. We deal with the legendary people on the legendary Waffle, 1080 AM, Power Station, Sister Station, 96.5 on your FM dial. Uh, I'm your host, but I also have in the studio today, inside of this podcast today, a unique group. This is a legendary moment. This is legendary season, but this is a legendary episode. I have your host of all the sports, anything to do with Buffalo, anything to do with the sports, sports on a level that is un, unexplicit. Mookie, Coach Mookie Hawkins. Uh, he's definitely an innovator, a motivator, a shaker, and a mover, but he's also a legend. He's a legend in the city of Buffalo from every aspect, from the kids all on down to the professionals. You know, he coached them all, all the way from the Pop Warner all the way up to the NFL. And then not only that, but also on the basketball scale and any other uh, aspect of athletic um, stability in the city of Buffalo. That's iconic, but he also has a past. He's just not always been a coach, but he's also been an innovator and a motivator in the city of Buffalo and the streets of Buffalo. He's culture, he's the history, he is what makes Buffalo great. But um, having him on this segment takes it in a different step. We're doing something different this time because I needed somebody legendary to interview somebody legendary. Again, like we said, we were hosting uh, yesterday's segment on Dean, uh, Elijah Dean Scott, who was definitely a legend. He's the double legend because he had two legend uh, actors. <laughs> so we always made that iconic because he didn't do it once, but he did it twice at the same time. But on this show, we had the legendary Nigel Bostic, who we would call is an All-American athlete. He's definitely, uh, he's Buffalo's history. He's a Buffalo legend, but he was also our top pick when we took it um, to the next level of athleticism and a man-child. You know, he was definitely the big ticket. Before ticket, he was the big ticket. In my era, in my generation, he was the big ticket. He was what you would have called a general manager's dream and he was a top lottery. He would have been a top lottery at every aspect, on every level, whether it was in Buffalo, whether it had been in Oklahoma, whether it had been in North Carolina, whether it had been in Vegas, Los Angeles, he would have been the guy. And I'm saying that out of respect because he still is the guy. But live and living fresh, we have somebody who I feel that Mr. Hawkins would be able to introduce better than myself. I played with him, I've been around him. We started from the sandbox all the way up to the tree high, to the knee high and uh, we evolved together. So it's only respectful to have somebody who is an analyst, who's a perfectionist in sports. He does all the best, like Josh Allen, he's been to the Super Bowls, he's been to the playoffs. Let somebody interview him who's able to bring out the best and also the drastic, the drastic moments in his life, the turns and peaks that I believe that are helpful in every aspect of any athlete that's coming up behind him. They don't know the untold story. This is unsung in Buffalo. Our version of an unsung hero is Nigel Boxing. But who better than a legendary coach, a legendary mentor, a legendary scholar, a trainer, and a Buffalonian, a Buffalo kids. These are real Buffalo kids. That's why the podcast is I Am Legend, real Buffalo kids that paved the way before you had your Bennies, before you had your Conways, before you had your Gazeldas, we had Mookie Hawkins, and we still have Mookie Hawkins, and we had Nigel Bostic, and all the legends that are on the show. Every week we bring a special person on the show that tells and exemplifies why we are cultural, why we are the wave, why we are the buzz, and why we are heavy hitters in Buffalo. So no other than I would like to introduce 
Mr. Coach Mookie Hawkins, legendary, the Ducks, championships, the innovator, the motivator, the shaker, the mover. He is the best coach, I believe, in Buffalo, New York, when it comes down to producing great athletes. And given a history that is a strong heritage of our Buffalo culture, we are the rock power. We are the 12th man, Mr. Mookie Hawkins. How you doing? God bless you. Wow, man. I'm like, I'm really took back. And he also invented Mr. Ray Mysterio, oh, Bruce man. Mysterio. Man, that, that was a legendary introduction, man. <laughs> man, you are who you are. You do what you do. Wow, man, I appreciate that. I ain't you never, earned you know, that. I ain't oh, yeah. never got it like that. I mean, to be in next to this, 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 this legend right over here, I can't even compare to this man over here. You know what I mean? This guy right here is like a myth you were reading stories, you know what I mean? Like your kids, kids about Nigel Bossick, you know what I mean? So we definitely going to get on that. And it's definitely an honor to be alongside with not only yourself, but, you know, a guy of Nigel Bossick, who I've been trying to sit down in a chair and chop it up with him for, you know, quite a while. Nigel, you know that, you know, when every time he come in the city, you know what I mean? It's just hard to, you know, get the guy because he's well-loved and celebrated throughout you know, so here it is, man. We finally, uh, you know, get a chance to sit down and talk with the iconic, you know, the original Buffalo kid himself, Nigel Bostic, man. Now, like, now I'm going to go back to what you said <laughs> first. <laughs> wow, that was a big introduction. Like, like for real? Okay, well, I'm going to go with that, you know. But um, it's a pleasure. I, I thank you all. And it's, you know, I, I mean, probably long overdue. I mean, in the sense of saying that, you know, just to, just to, here for me, you know what I mean? Because mm -hmm. when I'm here, I don't talk much, you know what I mean? I, right. I'm, I'm here just to see my people, you know. Um, you know, um, Buffalo is hard on me, <laughs> you know <laughs> what I mean? But I love Buffalo. Um, uh, it's home, you know, so it's home. Um, you know, um, I grew from here. And, you know, when I see the thing Buffalo kids, that's amazing to me, you know what right. I mean? I'll be like, well, I'm a Buffalo kid. <laughs> you, know <what> I mean? <laughs> you know, but I got to love it. Like, you know, I see it, the first time I really saw it was with the, uh, you know, the Bennies and the Conway and the West Side. And I was like, oh, Buffalo. I was like, that's, that's, that's really cool, man. But I was like, I'm a Buffalo kid. I'm like, I'm, I'm a Buffalo kid, right? You know what I mean? If I don't live in Buffalo, I'm, I'm from Buffalo. I represent what Buffalo is. So, you know. Buffalo kid, it's, and it's a pleasure to be here. You know, um, you know, Tim is here doing big things. You know, legendary things, and you know, like he said, man, you touching every. You know, you you touching the places I wish I could have touched. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Well, I could have touched it, but I, I mean, you're 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 on the platform. You know what I mean? You taking it and you're raising the bar, and you're constantly raising the bar, and that's just an amazing thing. You know, so I'm just I'm 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 good and I'm comfortable being a part of what you guys are doing right now, and y'all allow me to be a part of it. So. I'm appreciative, you know. Yeah, man. Yeah, without a doubt. I mean, but let's just dive right into it, dive man. Right let's into just it. dive what right do, into bro. it. Don't there you go. Dog. I mean, <laughs> damn. I mean, you know. I mean, seriously. This is explicit. We can do seriously. What we want. I mean, for we can all say you, what we want. For, we can be who we want. For all you Generation Zs and Xs and Generation Xs out there, before that you were who you thought you were, there were a Nigel Boston. Okay, wow. I you know. Period. Bar none. All right. Before it was Corey Graham, before it was Steve Means and these guys moving on to greatness and winning Super Bowls and all that stuff, there was a Nigel Bostic. And, you know, people idolized that. You know yeah. what I mean? A lot of people really idolized that. It was enamored. It was in awe. Every time this guy just come around, he just lit up the room. Everybody just knew who he was just by because of his frame. Like, he's the, he's, the, he's the biggest thing out there. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that's, that's, that's Nigeria. Yeah, that's him. That, yeah, that's definitely him. But, I mean, one of the coolest, nicest, mild-mannered human beings that you would want to meet. You know what I mean? But 
on the basketball court, on the football field, he definitely mean business. Straight terror out there. And, you know, he still has that mindset right now. You know what I mean? But nevertheless, this is what you want. When you want to, when you look at today's um, athlete, yeah. You look at today's athlete and, and their mindset on, on, you know, where they are right now. I mean, we talking decades ago. It was yes. Nigel Bostic. You know what I mean? When you look at the APs and all that stuff, it was Nigel Bostic. When you look at the Le'Veon Bills, it was Nigel Bostic. When you look at the, you know, okay, I can say in the light of an Eric Dickerson. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was E.D., and then it was Nigel Bonson. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I just got to give it up how he got to give it up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, you know, the performance speaks volumes for it. You went out there and you played the game, but for me sitting in those sleets and them bleachers and stuff, watching you do what you did, yeah, it was like that. It was definitely like that, bro. And, you know, I appreciate we, 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 we lauded that. We emulated that. We wanted that. We could. You was box office. Yes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like he said, the, 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 the ticket, man. I mean, What's people were stopping doing what they was doing. If this was a small town, people was closing their places of business, yes. going to the game <laughs> to see you play. Now, don't get me wrong. We had a whole hell of a lot of other dogs out there with you. Yeah. You know what I mean? But, you know. You was just the alpha dog amongst, you know, all those dogs out there. And they respected your game as such to give you that. You know what I'm saying? And that speak values coming from them because, hey, it's a lot of those guys that I idolized that went out there and balled out too. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, me, just to have you on this stage with me, man, I'm still like, you know, I'm still just like that kid watching you play back in the days, man. I can't wait to get up in high school and try to do my thing. I wasn't as big as you, but, you know, it gave me the heart to want to go out here and play the game that you, the way you played it, man. And you know, a lot of people enamored that. A lot of people wanted that to see you thrive and succeed because yeah. you, you were that guy. It was like inevitable for you to be on that, on that platform, no matter what it was. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? They wanted to see you thrive, and so you know, let's just dive into it, man. How did, how did that all start for you, though, bro? Well, um, <clears throat> to be honest. Uh, it started in little league football. I, um, I, I liked playing football, but I was just, I was always like you said. I was, people as I got older said I was a man child, but I was always big for my age. Mm-hmm. I was five years old, and you know, um, I couldn't play with five year olds. Why? Well, you too big to be playing with them. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know how kids swing each other around. You swinging each other around. Well, I might have swung somebody, swung somebody and threw them. Bro. Well, I, I didn't mean to, but well, you too big to be playing with them. So. I had to be around my uncles. My uncles, I was raised with my uncles pretty much, mm-hmm. with my grandmother, you know. Um, and so I was raised with my uncles, and uh, and they treated me like I was one of them. You know what I mean? They didn't, they didn't push me or, or wrestle me. They punched me and hit me like I was a, like I was one of them. You know what I mean? And so I began to hit people like I was one of them. <laughs> you know what I mean? So um, you know, football was a thing that I, I loved. You know, anybody coming up here and and um, Buffalo, they think they're the next O.J. Simpson. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I'm O.J., right. uh, the juice. I'm, oh, I like the juice, you know what I mean? Then I learned I had an uncle named Dorset, so mm-hmm. I have an uncle named, I'm sorry. I have an uncle named Dorset, and so uh, Tony Dorset. oh, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, that's my uncle, too. You know what I mean? It's, it's so, you know, hearing the great names, you, you want to be good, you know? Um, what I can say is that um, I, playing Little League football, it, I came up in an era where it's still the same, but where the coaches 
friends' kids played, his kids played, his nephews and everybody played. And so I, you know, you um, you you can easily get overlooked. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And so I was with I played um, Central Park, a uh, Buffalo Vets, but I was the five year old that had to play with the one hundred five <laughs> because wow. I was too big to play with people my age. So they kind of overlooked me, even though I, I was at that time prepared to play because I had been playing football with my uncles, right. tackle football with my uncles, and so um uh. They overlooked me, and um, you know, so I didn't want to play. I didn't want to go play. So it's um, a couple of years later, Westside. I was like, Westside, you know, you can go over there and play because you know they're bigger than uh, these people. Okay, so I went to Westside, but I feel I still feel they overlooked me. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And so, um, but um, I was good. I was like, I'm better than these people. I don't, I don't understand why they don't know, but they were older than me. So right. I was the little young dude. I just was big for my age. And so it just happened that I went down to Riverside and my cousin Dean was playing for Riverside, Riverside Raiders. And so I was like, I'm going to go over there and try to play. But And they finally, I found a team that let me do me. Right. You know what I mean? Um, even from back then, like the coach used to be like, oh, no, you call the plays. You know what I mean? Right. I used to make up plays in my head and think about it. And I was like, how about it? What if we do this and we do this? Right. You know what I mean? And so, you know, I, I, I was like a student of the game early because I wanted to know. Mm -hmm. I, um. Back then, I didn't have the, I didn't have the like like the deans, the that <laughs> that to put me on to try to teach me or anything. My even my I can say I can't say my uncles ever taught me anything yeah. for sports. Period. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So, I um, I I saw um I I, I remember a little while later I, I um I saw Sinclair. Mm -hmm. I thought I was too big to play basketball. Just my build and how I was. I was too big to play basketball. But then I saw Sinclair. I was like, well. I, I, I could play basketball. Um, so my um, stepfather, he got me into the YBA. And uh, and so um, playing downtown, I was playing downtown. Um, and uh, I wanted to be good. You know, I saw Bama and Rico. I was like, oh, man, these dudes are awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Man, these dudes are awesome, man. Way legends. Way legends. And, that, and he was telling me, listen, I'm, I'm just learning how to play basketball. Get the rebound. To give it to them. All right, I'm getting all the rebounds. Listen, you they're going to file you, so you got to make the basket anyways. Okay, so I'm going to do that. I'm going to make it anyways if they file me. So, oh, listen, you got to learn how to shoot foul shots. All right, cool. So, But then after a while, I'm like, wait a minute, man. I don't want to give them the ball. I want I want to do what they do. Right. <laughs> you know what right. I mean? And you know, and I used to watch them be like, okay, I, I, like, I like when he did this, and I like when he did that. So maybe if I did this, or and, and I used to really go in my basement and be like, okay, he did this and he did this, and I probably do it a million times overnight, uh, or like in the basement, and then I, or I could just sit there and be like, well, what if I did this, mm -hmm. and I did this. So I had nobody coaching me other than me watching. Okay, well, he, this was wrong. He did this good, but this was bad. I don't right. want to do this, but if I do this and then I do this, maybe it'll be better for me. So it was just me. I was creating my own work ethic, like mm -hmm. you know what I mean. I, I wanted to be better than everybody else. So then. You know, as far as I, uh, <laughs> the first time I was in high school playing high school football, I wasn't in high school yet. <laughs> you know, it, it, it kind of got in some trouble with that. Um, yeah. Yeah, somebody uh, saw you and said, hey, man, you could play on our team, you know what I mean, varsity, and they great. In school at Bennett, and uh, I went to practice. You know, summer, football start before school, so right. I went to practice, and I signed up at Bennett, and uh <laughs> So what happened was my first game as a freshman, I had 105 yards on five carries. 
Wow. And so the paper read, and I don't, I got I still got to go to my regular school. Right. So the paper read so. Uh, freshman utility back. Uh, Nigel Bostic had 105 yards on five carries. So I'm, I'm, yeah, I was. I had this, they say my name over the loudspeaker at high school. So, so then the time I had to go to my regular school, which was 68. You know. Um, mm-hmm. So, uh, um, oh my God, what's my coach's name? This, this is crazy. Like and he, um, it was in Westerhold. That was 31. Oh my God. But anyway, my coach, ah. Um, he, he was like, um, he said, I want you to come with me. I was like, okay, come with me. I go to the, I go with him. He sent me in down in the office. And he's like, um, he said, just sit right there. So he get on the phone. He's calling. He said, yeah, um, yeah, uh, let me speak with, uh, uh, Larry, please. So I'm not knowing who Larry is. And he's like, Larry, yeah. He said, yeah. He said, so, um, I've been, re- I was reading the paper, uh, and I see you, um, you know, you guys did well this weekend, past weekend or whatever. And, uh, so, um, uh, just tell me about this freshman utility man. Uh, he was like, uh, uh, Nigel Bostic. He was like, uh, he was like, uh, yeah, oh, yeah, he's, hey, man, he's going on about, you know, he's this, you know, he said, yeah, well, would that be James Nigel Bostic? <laughs> he was like, he was like, yeah, but I didn't know he was to- talking to Coach Veronica. Mm. Wow. He was talking to Coach Ryan. I was like, oh, so, you know, lo and behold, <laughs> I got into a problem and I got into, you know, that was a problem. So he sent me to alternative school. You know what I mean? Uh, when I left alternative school, they couldn't, what, what are they going to do with me? So right. they, I sent me back to Bennett. Right. So, you know, but anyway, from that point on, you know, I, I was, so I they didn't let me excel in from the Buffalo Vets. West side, Riverside let me, but I, I weighed too much. I couldn't play. Mm-hmm. I played in the preseason. So now I come on the scene as a freshman in high school, and this is what I did. Well, as a not freshman, but freshman in high school. Yeah, something that's did. never been done. Yeah, like right. What you're saying right now, yeah. it's never been done. Right. And so, but it's a lot of stuff that I did that's never been done that they don't, they not, they won't, <laughs> they won't yeah. consider saying it until I said it. Right. right. You know what I mean? Right. Um, and so, uh, you know, uh, at the same time, so then, like basketball, I was I was getting better at basketball, and I actually went was playing with you know it was legendary somebody just truly legendary in my in my mind and my heart, Tyrone Brown. I, people yes. talk about a game where he was at Father Bell and he had completely played against. I didn't even know who Nate Ganey and Jason Slaughter and them dudes were, <laughs> but I just knew I was on the team with Tyrone Brown. Yeah. And so they talk about the he had sixty six points yeah. and this and this and that. A lot of people who say I read the stuff, I be like they really wasn't there. I, I was there. You know what I mean? He was on my team. I'm, I've never seen a person shoot Every people time. down with one hand. You know what I mean? Right. Like, you know what I mean? Um, and I, st- I I thought that deep into it. Like, how is this dude shooting with one hand? Yes. I'm, I'm going to block this shot every time. But that just let me know that he had to learn how to dribble enough to get them off him just so he could be comfortable with releasing that ball. And right. he did it. And so then I remember the funny, I was like, uh, I know. I'm gonna just get the rebound, give it to you. Get the rebound. <laughs> so when I started to do my own thing, that's, that's not your position. Get the rebound, give me that ball. I was like, oh, okay, okay, cool. So, 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 so I give him the ball, you know. But it came a time where you know, you know how when you were a kid, I started going to parks and like different areas, and so I went to the park where I saw Cal, and he had a team. It was called Runner's Roost, but they was practicing, but I was just standing around. And so it was, 
I remember Kevin Nance. Yeah. He wasn't Kevin. He wasn't Kevin Jameson then. Mm-hmm. He was Kevin Nance. Him and his brother Brian. They was on the team, and it was this dude, and they kept. They was all over him. Narky this, Narky this, Narky. So they said, "Well, you want to get out there?" And you, I was like an extra, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? But I was the young dude. But I never. I was just coming into basketball, and so um, they was treating me like I was an extra. You know, they was playing, they was running, they was fast, and then I was like, "Okay, cool." So, and so I, I just the way they was talking about this dude, Narky, I was like, I could be better than him. Mm-hmm. I was like, they're gonna talk about me like that, and so um, what ended up happening was. I moved to Cornwall, around Cornwall, mm-hmm. and I start going um, to the wreck. Right. I started going to the wreck, and I was working on. I got see. I, I I was at when I was eleven, twelve. I had a a turnaround fadeaway that I never missed. But I worked on it. I worked and I worked and I worked on it. In that joint. Yeah. I um. Then the, um. Then I just started, I learned how to rebound. I learned that I, mean, I could jump. I learned that I could do different things, but I learned how to shoot with both my hands and I taught myself. Mm-hmm. Like I just was there teaching myself both my hands. So I got into a, I played in a church league and I was like, I was scoring a lot of points. Like I was like, man, I'm scoring a lot of points. Everybody's and everybody was taller than me. Church league, church league. Everybody's favorite league. I was like, you know, was favorite league, better than Young Cup. Everybody older than me. This dude yeah. was like 17, 18, 19. League, and I'm like, I'm like 11, <laughs> like 11, 12, yeah. like, but, and so when I finally, um, the first person I ever dunked on in my life was Cliff Robinson. <laughs> I was 12 at the wreck, like for real, like, and, I, and it was weird because everybody up there was rooting for him. Right, right. You know what I mean? Right. But, Speaking of Cliff. Right. And so, and so when I dunked the ball, it was like. You know, I was like, oh, I did something real. But I had been working on that for the longest. Like, right. like my steps and everything. And so, and I took off from a nice little, <laughs> off of one leg. And it was, it was really hard. And so, you know, and then I was like, man, you know, I, I think I'm somebody. Like, you know, I, I'm somebody because I came from this. I came from that. But then I really started playing basketball. Um, I really got into playing basketball. But I wanted to be better than everybody. Like, how they do now, kids go and they want to get on the team with all their friends and be nah. good. I wasn't with that. Opposite. Like, like mm-hmm. when I when I played 8 to 12, I kept hearing about Trevor. Yeah. Who's Trevor, man? <laughs> man, I, I want to know who he is. I'm, I'm, <laughs> listen, they kept Trevor, 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 Trevor. And I was like, I can't wait till we play them. And it was time for us to play them, and he didn't come. You know what I mean? He didn't come, but I wanted to play against him. You know what I'm um, But that's just how I was. I wanted to be. I wanted to play against all the best people. Right. You know what I mean? Right. I'm. You know, and, I, and something I used to do, I used to sit there and watch, and I used to watch, oh, he does this, he does this, oh, I got him, I'm, mm-hmm. I got him, but I, and I've always, from, you know, from that age, I've always been like that, and so I went, what I did was, after I, you know, I played in high school, and the situations happened, because situations come up, I'm sure we'll talk about situations, <laughs> but situations happened, I went away to North Carolina. I played at a prep school, Laurenburg Prep. First, I went to Oak Hill. A lot of people don't know I went to Oak Hill. Mm. I didn't. They told me, they got me there under the guise that I could play football for a neighboring school. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, oh, yeah, I'm definitely there. So, I'm, you know, I'm Oak Hill. I, I didn't know what that was, but everybody, man, go, you're going to Oak Hill. Like, okay, cool. <laughs> but when I got there, they told tell me about, well, yeah, we don't have, you're not going to play football. I was like, what? What do you mean? And then they would talk about paddling. They, they would put the paddle on the stuff. I'm like, yeah, anybody doing that to me. Right. Like, so I left. And I left and I was back here. 
And uh, I don't even know what the school situation was, but um, I got a call from a. Um, I, it, I think this happened through Fadri, if I'm not mistaken. Mm. Coach, Coach Gil Reynolds at Lawrenburg came to a tournament out here. We was playing in Buff State, if I'm not mistaken. Mm. And from there, it was arranged that I went to um, to um, Lawrenburg Prep, and I there, I played on a team with everybody there was from New York City except me. And a guy from Oklahoma and the six nine dude was from Florida. So so going down there and playing and seeing these dudes how they play and how they run and how fast they move and how you know, but one thing about Coach Reynolds, he coached the likes of Rod Strickland, Ray for Austin, yeah. Washburn, Ray for Austin. the um, the one they call a goat or whoever is supposed to touch the top. Yeah, they, they he coached him, he coached both of the Kings. You know, he's legendary, mm-hmm. but one thing that he taught me was that sharpness and fundamentals is a winning edge in sports. Mm. So I, there he constantly, fundamentals, fundamentals. This is how good we were. We played out there where all these people supposed to be so good. And you play, come across the Alonzo Mornings and all these different people. We beat every team by at least 30 points. Mm. And wow. we played man-to-man defense, man. baseline to baseline. I remember one time <laughs> I played against – he played with uh, Dr. J. Bobby Jones was his name? Yeah, Bobby Jones. Yeah. I, man, and I, I, I did a move that was so nice that I learned from all my teammates from, from the Jones. city. I crossed the dude and took off from the dotted line with the ball covering. And then he said, listen, but this is what I did. I did it, and I ran down the court. <laughs> yeah, I told that. I was like, yeah. Man, he called a timeout. Timeout? What? You get your head out of your ASS. Bruce Lee is not dead. All right. You know what? Matter of fact, I had to do suicides right immediately, right now. Suicide. Why? You play baseline to baseline. Mm. You're celebrating. Get up. Too early. Get up. He didn't come here. These people didn't come here to see you play. They can't hear to see me coach you. <laughs> okay. You don't hear that no more, coach. Yeah, you don't hear that, coach. You, 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 you don't hear none of that. Okay. You know what I mean? You don't, you don't so, get that. But he taught me how to be fundamentally sound. And me being as athletic I was, all the other stuff, I, I just think that I'll just look sweet doing the stuff, the basic stuff. Like, mm-hmm. I watch Jordan. I, I can watch a, a tape of Jordan misses, and he can get fifty nine ninety nine for all his misses just because he looks sweet doing it. Right. He missed, but yeah, that looks sweet. You gotta admit. Yeah, everything <laughs> he did sweet. to get to that shot. Right. Yeah. Right. But, right. So you know, but me, I just wanted to be better than everybody. So I recall the time I came back home. A lot of people give people credit for the self-pass around the back to themselves. Mm-hmm. I'm the first person that ever did that in Buffalo. <laughs> and I'm the first person that ever did that in Buffalo. I remember one time we went to the prison to play against them. <laughs> to the prisoners, you know, my uncle Leotis was the coach, and, and Shake, um, Shake was the, uh, he was a, was he a coach or a fish? No, Shake was on my team. But we, we went in there to play, and um, I did it in the prison, man. Everybody came out the stands. And I, I did the wraparound. I did it to Shake. Shake was like, man, you threw me off guard, man. He said, I almost do the lay. You know what I'm saying? And so, but I learned that playing with the guys in New York. And um, and so we really got into, I really got into like learning how to be a basketball player, how to be a thinker, how to be fundamentally sound, mm-hmm. you know, but, and I could shoot and I could jump, you know. So I remember coming back here and we was at Dewey Park. And Norm Eccles showed up at that basketball court. <laughs> right? 
I can say this, and I told him this just recently because um, Mark Caesar, he called me, he said, didn't you say the such and such? I said, yeah, I, I put, put him on the phone. <laughs> he almost had tears in his eyes. I dragged him, I dragged him. I was like, listen, I was like, yeah, I'm not that dude no more. I was like, you don't remember that. Y'all, y'all treat me like I was an extra. Uh-huh. He was an extra, man. get out the court. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, take that, you yeah. know what I mean? But I... I I said that you know, that goes because, to Vince Carter of our time, right? Mm-hmm. And I was like, that was a proud moment for me. Like, oh, yeah, that was a that was a that was a. That I want to hear you talk man. about me now, like y'all yeah. talking about, <laughs> right. Vince talk about me like it's that. My now. time now. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So, but I never, I never had the was fortunate enough to have coaching. Even I can say this, and even I played for for Coach V. Coach V was a a, a good coach, and he was a really great guy. I played for Coach Austin in the South Park. He was a good coach. I mean, he was a good coach, a great guy. But most, I, I, I did the scouting right. for South Park. I, I called the plays. He called the plays, but I, I called the plays just as many plays as he called. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But because I loved sports, I was a student of the game. Right. I under, I pretty much understood football better than my. I can say my foot, my um, high school football coach. Right. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, I, I could say probably yeah when they say I was ahead of my time I would say that um definitely was um but I respected him as the coach and he was the coach I didn't I wasn't the underminer or nothing right. like that like okay I remember one one game he said I'm I got something to do I'm gonna need you to go scout uh Bennett is playing against Lafayette and I think <laughs> we were about to play we were about to play somebody I was like and so I went to one of them we were playing next mm. and so I went to scout and I was like um. Lafayette, they ran the um, you know that the um, the catch a lateral. Mm-hmm. I said they ran it two times in the game. I said they ran it twice in the game, but they they messed up. They ran it to the short side of the field every time, and they just, he just got pushed out. Right. So he's like, man, I don't believe in gimmick plays. I'm never doing that. We're never putting in a gimmick play. So probably on a Wednesday, he was like, you know what? We're gonna try. It. We're just gonna work it out. Just to kind of humorous. We're gonna work it out. Uh, you know what I said? But we have to do it to the short, the, the uh, wide right. side of the field. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So we playing Bennett. Yeah, it was Bennett. We playing Bennett. Halftime is zero to zero. <laughs> Get in there. He's like, you know what? We're going to call the play. We're going to call the play right now. He do it. Pitch me the ball. Gone. Down the sideline. <laughs> 33 to zero. <laughs> we beat them people 33 to zero. Because it worked every time. Right? We only really did it once. We, Wait, that no, opened we did the game that up. Open the game up. Yeah, the, the second half, we opened it up. That's what we're going to do it. Mm-hmm. Touchdown. And so... But you know, I just was a student of the game because I loved, I loved it. Um, I'm, I'm a great free throw shooter. That's yeah. Bunk. That's the coach name at six is uh, 68. Coach Bunk, the white Bunk. I think mm-hmm. he's passed now. But um, he played overseas and he was like, "Listen, you get fouled a lot. Let yeah. me show you. I'm a, you need to f- figure out a system of how to shoot free throws." <laughs> and he listen. I mean, like his was like. Like Clay Thomas shoot the jump shots and don't hit nothing but the net. It never touched him. Every shot that he took, foul shot. And I was like, I gotta be like that. I wanna, I wanna, I wanna do that. So it was times that when I got in trouble at school, he'd be like, go shoot free throws. <laughs> All right. That was your punishment. <laughs> yeah, go ahead, go shoot some free throws. He used to tell me, don't pass the ball. You pa- don't. You better not pass the ball. And it, it, I mean, it's games that I don't have forty and fifty points. And it'd be like halftime. He'd be like. I'm taking you out. You you kept passing the ball. And I was like, all right, but you know, but now I can be a cheerleader. I'm, right. It's cool, you know. But you know, so I just 
I had the motivation to want to be better. That's why I, I, I think that I had the motivation to just, I want to be better than him. I want to be better than him. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and I just worked on it myself, you know. Right. I mean, you know, even like like you said, you had to grow up fast. Right. You know what I mean? Because you, like you said, from five years old, you always had to play amongst your peers. Yeah. And then those guys were good guys, too. Yes. You know what I mean? Guys that you, like you said, like, okay, he did this. And when it's my time, I'm not going to do it that way. So you learn from that. And, that you know, our era was like that. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, I learned the game of basketball just by watching it on TV. Rotation. You know what I mean? Just Rotation. watching how Mike and them play, pick and rolls, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. We go to Madison Park, do the yeah. same thing. You know yeah. what I mean? But nowadays it's not like that. You know what I mean? You know, they either shooting the three-pointer or, you know what I mean, they they, 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 they playing yo-yo with the ball right, all day, right, run the right, clock right, out. Right. But A lot of people don't realize M1 messed up basketball. one, it was good to watch. It's good eye candy. But if you ever played in the rugby, I've played it on it. You that's not that's not basketball. Right. No. That's not basketball. Um, you know, that's why a lot of most of the people that play there don't make it. Mm-hmm. You know, oh yeah, it's good for T V. Right. But right. that that's that took kids not want to be fundamentally sound. I wanna do the flashy stuff. Right. Right. You know exactly. To see, you know, you like I said, you had to grow up fast and then you had to wait your turn. Yes. You yes. had to wait your yes. turn. Yes. You know what I mean? Even though that you was, you know, hungry for it now. You know what I mean? Yes. So that's how I was just like, okay, the humbleness come into play because you waiting your turn amongst, yes. you know what I mean, those peers that was good. You know yes. what I'm saying? Right. They right. were good, but you know, you still like you said, you was overshadowed uh-huh. because everybody thought, you know, you was the young guy, you was big, yeah. uh, you didn't have those athletic abilities as a guard would have being that size. You know what I'm saying? But you just showed everybody on how you learned that, the tricks of the trade, and how you did it on your own. You know what I mean? And, you know, man, we, we, we see in some of those formulas that, that made you, you know what I mean, the beast that you were. And, you know what I mean? That, that's, that speaks volumes, man, because, you know, sometimes, you know, you got to have the right coach to pull it out of you, and sometimes you got to have it within you to pull it out of you. Right, right. You know what I mean? So, you know, we talking Hira Cup and, you know, yeah. We gave up a hundred and seven year tradition to join Section Six, yeah. so they don't. They like this is the like your your history and all the work that you put in is stored somewhere yes. in the box. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's never been talked about, never heard of, yes. or anything yes. like that. And that bothers me because you know I think that You're the right. reason the, point. the reason why that's gone because I think they still could have salvaged the Harvard Cup because that's an inner city thing. Mm-hmm. Yes, they personal. could have salvaged that, but the revenue wouldn't be the, wouldn't right. be the same. Yeah. Okay, well, our participation, the fan participation in the suburb schools is far larger than yours. Mm-hmm. Right. When you come to our school, it's going to be sold out because of our fans. Right. When we go to your school, it's going to be sold out because of our fans. Right. right. So how do we share? That's not sharing. Mm-hmm. We're paying. We're basically paying you guys to be here when you don't. You you can't compensate us. So how could we, uh, in 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 fair judgment, allow you guys to have a Harvard Cup when we're not going to receive anything from that? Right. Right. We pay for you to be in a league, and we've carried you all this time. So, mm-hmm. but that's unfair. That's tradition. Tradition. It's tradition. They, you can't tear down certain buildings and tear down certain streets because of tradition. Right. Correct. Absolutely. You know what I mean. And so. And, and they go along with, well, we can't do this. This is a, a landmark. So Harvard Cup is a landmark for many people. Mm-hmm. Right. When I played in the uh, in the Harvard Cup with South Park, they hadn't been to the Harvard Cup since the Truman administration. Yeah. Man. You know what I mean? And how so, many did they play when you was there? Right. <laughs> I mean, right. And so, but not, no, I just came back there for that one year. But after me, then they, they collect, you know, they collected uh, Harvard Cup mm-hmm. championship. So, you know, and so it just... That's that's an unfortunate thing. Like I, I really wish somebody would have had the 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 gall and the you know the stick to it and the 
No, we got to bring back the Harvard Cup. Mm-hmm. We, we're taking away tradition. One, You knew that at Ben King game, Seneca against Grover right. in the Harvard Cup, that is going to be the people coming out for that. And so I just think that's something that they should, they should, they should bring back. Yeah, we, that's yeah. something that we're working on. And the reason why they say they did it because to get an opportunity to play for state. So just imagine you in your final year at South Park doing what you did, mm-hmm. getting an opportunity to play for states. Because we feel that, um, I guess, you get an opportunity to play for states, you get the bigger exposure, and yeah. you know you get college coaches. Right. Now, you were still able to do that right. playing for Turkey Bowls. Yeah. But I went away to North Carolina. Mm-hmm. I had a – when I was here and I played in Buffalo – I had all the East Coast schools. I had the, the Syracuse, mm-hmm. the all the schools that are from the East Coast. Right. Um, or like the Notre Dame's mm-hmm. and the Penn State and all those school. Um, but then when I left and went to, I didn't understand that. I really didn't understand that. Right. It was I, I just want to play sports. Right. And I wanted I want to be a pro. So I went to the prep school. So my championship game, I never said that we won the championship out there and. I, and and um, I, we played a championship game. I played a game in, in a I played a game in the Dean Dome before North Carolina played a game in the Dean Dome. Um, I was also at their first game they played in the Dean Dome. But we played our championship at North Carolina State. Um, Wolfpack. Yeah. When I came back to Buffalo that for that last year, like Coach Veronica bought me a, a box. <laughs> I had Duke. Carolina, yeah. I had all the big like wait. I had Wake, Wake Forest, Forest. Yeah. I had every, all East everybody. Carolina, right. Then I'm like, everybody. I'm getting from from the West Coast. Like what? Yeah. Like, what was, I, and now he's like, listen, you got to look at these things. You know, you got to <laughs> consider these things. I'm, <laughs> so, like, I mean, it's good that they know who I am, but I, I don't. I still wasn't understanding that because yeah. that was for me. To me, that was for them to do. I right. didn't understand that. Right. You know, I didn't understand my my family should have these letters. They should right. know. I didn't. I didn't understand that. You know, at that time, being recruited, academics wasn't a strong point. Out. Listen, what I gotta have a seat in order for me. I got. I'm gonna get my seat in, man. I gotta get my seat. It mm-hmm. wasn't a thing about. I didn't. I. You know, it wasn't until what. Uh, um, at that school, '68, one a guy told me, he's like, you know what? He said, "You're so smart, you too dumb to even know it." Wow. What do you mean? <laughs> he said, "You're probably the smartest kid at this school, but you're just too dumb to even know it." And I was like, "Huh?" Hmm. Also, you know, so things happen that I guess they kind of push you along in school. I don't need to push. I was actually smart. Right. It wasn't until I wanted to do school for myself that I was like, nah, I, I'm going to get good grades. I'm right. good at this for real. Mm-hmm. You know, but it's just about application. You know, just like I apply myself for my the sports because that's <laughs> something that interests me and right. my interest. I, I know, I, oh, if I just apply myself, I apply myself a little bit and I was good in, in, uh, in, in um, academics. In academics. Right. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, you know, it's, I'm just think, I, I was in high school and they gave me all this Spanish and this stuff and then I went away and um, I wanted to learn Spanish for my own. Right. Send me a book of Spanish and I said, I don't speak Spanish. <laughs> and then I was teaching Spanish. Wow. <laughs> so, wow. you know, it's, you put your mind to it, man. Oh, yeah. you, know, the, you know, it's knowledge and self, and you know, what I mean, you gotta have that mindset to go and do it. You know, what I mean, that's just that's just how it is with me when yeah. I was in school. You know, what I mean, I I wanted to you know go to college and do all this, and but nobody introduced me on how those NCAA academic requirements, clearing house. I didn't get all that until you know, like my junior year. So I'm like, whoa. 
So now I don't qualify for X, Y, and Z now. I had to go a different route, you know what I mean? But, you know what I mean? Just, you know, just here to talk about, you know, those those Harvard Cup days, though, and, and those matchups and, and what, what, what game that, you know, stood out the most in your eyes? For me playing it? Yeah, for you playing it. If people talk about the Harvard Cup and, you know, you'll hear about, oh, man, you do a left-handed pass. That that was that that was normal for me. That wasn't a big thing to me. I could, he was near my right hand, so I had to. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. <laughs> so I, I had to throw with that hand, but it wasn't something I hadn't done before. Right. You know, it just happened in a game. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so, and but that was probably my the that was probably the worst game I ever played. Wow. That was the worst game I ever played. Yeah, I threw I threw the touchdown, but um, my coach wasn't smart enough to know that. They got one man following me everywhere. You understand? <laughs> right. No matter what, what. Spy you. Right. It was just Spy one man on. following me everywhere. I was like, man, why is this little dude? He a little dude. You know what I mean? And so, so my my biggest game, it was actually two. One was we should have, it should have sent us to the Harvard Cup, but I had an 80 yard touchdown. I was playing quarterback and we had this play where um, it was like, a, I don't, it was a, it was a choice. It was almost a choice, but. Yeah, um, I was in shotgun, and I roll, and if, if he free up, I hit him. If not, take off. Take so I, just, off. So I, I took off. I scored an 80-yard touchdown against Lafayette. They called it back because the dude was buttoning his trench strap. Wow. I was like, wait a minute, that's that's a that's actually official timeout if he's going to call a timeout. Right. He's supposed to have him, but he wasn't moving around. He just was doing this. Yeah. That's it. It wasn't a, a, a false start type of movement. He was... You let that so, one rock, right? Man. So we, we don't go to the Harvard Cup before that. So when I came back two years later against South Park, like um, they was like, man, the game you guys got won the game. We played Lafayette game. I threw a touchdown, another touchdown, another touchdown. I was like, he, he, the, my, the coaches got into it. You running up the score, man? Nah, it's, it's personal. <laughs> it was personal. <laughs> it was definitely personal. Right. The way it went down. But the the best game that I had, I think, was that. I, it wasn't the game I had the most yards in. I played, I scored from, I scored like four times against Hutch Tech. And I, I remember this punt return that I ran back where I had to beat the dude. But he came. And I and it's funny because I see Derrick Henry do it all the time. But I, I just grabbed his, I grabbed, I palmed his helmet <laughs> and just pushed him out and, I, and, and scored a touchdown. You know what I mean? I, I, it's like I came from here, came back here, went back here, and then. And just outran them and, and, and most them. But that was that was the biggest game I, I think I played football out here. Mm-hmm. But in North Carolina, football was like, it's like, it's like games were epic. Like I went and played in stadiums. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, and people were there. You know what I mean? I And we, I can, I played at a, um, a African-American prep school, you know, um, but we played against, like every school we played against was like nickels. Right. right. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I, that's the first time I saw the rubber floors like oh, Ravencroft. Yeah, I mean, 15, you know 15 20,000 right, people, right. man. Yeah, Charlotte that, like, yeah. I'm coming yeah. out there like I'm nervous right before the kickoff all the time like all these people here but <laughs> then I noticed that everybody wanted to talk to me after the game like people <laughs> parents from another team. Number 44, number 44 want to talk to you. And um something happened one time and it it kind of made me look at things different. This one team was killing us. They was killing us, and all they was doing power right, power left, power right. They got so they got so arrogant. They put an Asian kid, little Asian kid, power right, power left, and they just chopping down on us. So I said, all right, I know what I'm. Gonna do. I was a middle linebacker then. Mm-hmm. 
So I said, okay, they doing it, they doing it again. So what ended up happening was they ran it to the left. And I came full steam. I was like, I'm gonna hit this person, the first blocker, <laughs> and I'm gonna hit him, and I, I blew him up. I I really like blew him up. I hit him so hard that he went into the back mm -hmm. and knocked him out of bounds. Oh man. But the dude stayed on the ground. And he stayed on the ground and it was like like 20, 30 minutes that he was on the ground. And I felt the way about that. I was like, um, okay, like, you know, you yeah, yeah, yeah. But then yeah. after a while, like, why why he not getting up? You know, so what ended up happening, we um we the game was over and uh later in that year when we came back to play them in basketball, they was like, You number forty four, huh? <laughs> I was like, Yeah. It was like, Yeah, it's like, Yeah, you remember that kid that you hit? And he's like, Yeah. It was like he just got out the hospital. Damn. Wow. I was like, yeah, that right there, like I was like, wow, man. That's why I, I understood. Yeah, I, I want, and if you on the other opposing team, yeah, I want, I want you to be hurt every play, but I don't yeah. never want to see nobody injured. Yeah, right. I don't want that. You know what I mean? Sportsmanship. Yeah, you yeah. don't want that. You like don't want sportsmanship. that. So that did that kind of bother your mindset on how you play the game going forward with that? Or well, no, because <laughs> I, I think I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure, and I tell people this now, I'm sure I have a CTE, mm -hmm. but you won't know how severe until, right. because I forget things. And sometimes, I, day before yesterday, I can't tell you, like, man, I, I, I don't remember. You know what I mean? But yeah. I play with reckless abandon. Like, yeah. I'm, like, I I used to, um, I've given people so many concussions that I didn't know what concussions is and probably until the last 10 years. I was like, man, I had concussions. If that's what that is, then right. I had concussions. Having them headaches and yeah. not knowing where they're coming you know from. I mean? like, but I seen people have it to the extent that I made them throw up. You know what I mean? I was yeah. like, I, I never that's, had that, so I didn't think it was a concussion, concussion for me. Concussion. Definitely concussion. You know, so, but, yeah, I, that right there, I played with reckless abandon. Like, I, I I believe if I was I was fast enough to get away from you, but if you made me run into you, I wanted you to know that you ran into me. You Absolutely. know? Absolutely. So, with that being said, man, through, I mean, through, through all the ups and downs in the journey, all right, if you, you had time now, now is the time you can give it back. You can spill it back. Uh, what are some of the things that you would have did different, you know what I mean, you know, given that opportunity? Oh, what would I have done different? A lot of things oh, come to mind good. right there. That's a lot of things come to mind. Yeah. I mean, because here it is. It's a guy that did it in football and did it in basketball. Could have went to the NBA or the NFL. So it's a lot to process for him right now. What he could have did different because he had two, 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 two streams that he could have chose. You know what I mean? Right. So, you um, know what I mean? That's iconic right there. That's legendary <laughs> right there. Well, you know, I, you know, as I've said to you guys. Um, I can be an example for good, and I can be um, just as good an example for bad. Mm -hmm. You know, you know. If you know my history, I've I've done some things that I totally regret. A lot of things I did it just because I wasn't aware of the magnitude of how it would affect other people. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Um, so a lot of the stuff is not is is totally not real. It's not the truth. Like. For instance, the situation that made me leave Oklahoma State, a lot of people assumed that this happened while I was at Oklahoma State, mm -hmm. and it didn't. It happened almost a year and a half before I got to Oklahoma State. I went back to school 
finished school, mm-hmm. got a scholarship to Oklahoma State. Right. Well, then, you know, then I got indicted. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But they was holding over my head for over a year. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you know, and you know the, the the you know it was my fault. All of that is my fault. You know, but it came out as well. If we'd have let you play in the game, we know you were st- slated, and we'd have, you would have let you play, then it would look bad on us. So, but how something would have looked, you you would do that. And it's it's sad because I know if I lived in New York City, I would have never made the paper. Right. Right. You know what I mean? So Chicago you know, either. like, but because those people harness and and, and protect. They're young ones, you know. And when it when it all came to light, you know, things like wow, oh, that's what happened. Like oh, well, we thought this, well, yeah. But now I'm just a statistic, you know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. but it was on by my own, you know. It was my doing, you know what I mean? But what I would have did different is that, um, That part of that is hard to say because of the way I was brought up. Right. right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. The way the way I was brought up. Um, that played a big part in it. You know what I mean? The things I've seen, you know, how we came up in a day yeah. where children should be seen and not heard. Right. Mm-hmm. You don't say these type of things around children. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, and so some things that happened in my life, you know what I mean? I you know, well I, what I would've did different, I would have stayed away from my, my um, I would have stayed with my grandmother and my grandfather. My mm-hmm. grandfather, Reverend Bostick, he's passed on. But, you know, life for my whole family, entire family changed when he passed away. Mm-hmm. Some of the things that I got into, I was I would have been terrified. I was terrified yeah. to, to get into that structure part, that right, structure because, went away. And, you know, like I'm saying, he put the fear of God in. Everybody that knew him, he put the fear of God in him. <laughs> right. so, so, but I would have, I would have, um, I would have, what I would have did different, I would have stayed with my grandmother, even though I didn't have a choice, but I would have, I would have been better off if I had, I stayed with my grandmother. Um, a lot of people don't know that all these things that came up in me, the good and the bad, mm-hmm. that I, I came from an abusive home, mm-hmm. you know, and it was like, Big time level of abuse. I'm going to school, and after being waking up probably eleven o'clock at night, and I'm up until school from fighting, arguing, mm-hmm. you know, knives, guns, broken windows, broken tables, broken dishes, things, people being cut, stuff like that. I come from a family where, when it's yelling, that I'm I'm not in tune. I don't I don't like raising my voice. Mm-hmm. Right. When it's yelling. Somebody's gonna some. It's gonna get physical. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's not. I've never. I come from a family where I've. I've ever, never heard somebody tell somebody I'm sorry. Right. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Um. So um. You know. I, I. I grew up in the system. I was in a foster home when I was five. Then again, when I was seven, I went to a group home. Gateway. I was in Gateway. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. Um. But I was coming to school with all these things that I said to you about me. I wanted to be the best. I wanted to be the best. I came from a household where I, I told I was told I wasn't I wasn't shit. Mm-hmm. You ain't be shit. Yourself, you ain't gonna be shit. I, I wanted to. I I didn't want to have you. I I, right. I wanted to abort you. Right. My, my they made me have you. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I have to look at this. And as I grew older, I had to look at my mother was only 
14 when I was conceived. She mm. she turned 15 after she had me. Mm. You know what oh. I mean? So you know how being that, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so, you know, but then I, I had to look at abuse. What is abuse? You know what I mean? Um, Well, I asked my grandmother, so did you ever tell your kids that you pick them up, tell them you love them, hug them? Mm. No. Well, did the granddaddy ever pick them up and tell them no? Well, I don't think so. No, he never done that. Well, I went to work every day. I did this and this, so, so, but you never told him that. No, so do you think I was abused by my mom? Well, I had stenting cord marks on my face. You know? Right. And, and then I got, I'm in the shower getting stenting cord. I feel like you're getting electrocuted. Man. Right. You know what I mean? Or I'm laying on the ottoman, water on my back with stenting cord. I feel like you're getting electrocuted. So do you think that was abuse? Well, that's, no, they don't think that's abuse. That's oh, she was pretty stern with you, and she was strict with you. That's not to them. That wasn't abuse. Why? Right. Because my grandfather did that to them. Right. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But if coming up through all of this and me feeling like I I was good, I became the person that I became far as the sports and all that stuff because I had to prove my who was supposed to be my biggest supporter that. I, that I'm 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 not who you say I am. Yeah. I'm gonna make me who I am. Right. You are somebody. Who I say I am. Right. Yeah. But still, that was an ongoing battle throughout my life. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That, it's still a battle. Right. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, my mom. You know, my mom probably still got a forty-some year drug habit. I mean, she does. That's right. not she probably still, but mm-hmm. I'm talking about as in probably in the time how long. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um. Um. You know and. And she's tried to get help, but things happen. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, but so that's something that I grew up in. That's mm-hmm. something I grew up. That's that was my the you know how some people feel about their parents. You know the song, Dear Mama. Right. Yeah. Right. I, I can I can't imagine that. I don't understand that as far as the mother, but I feel that with far as my grandmother. Mm-hmm. But as far as my mother, no, I don't. It's not. Do I love my mother? Yeah. God said I'm supposed to love everybody. Right. I love her like I love. I love you. Right. You know what I mean? But I love her as she's my mother. Yeah. Right. But right. it's just the same. It's like I don't have that type of love. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, I come from not having that type of love. Mm-hmm. You know? And so, you know, as a child, you know, if, you, if you've done childhood psychology, you know, your, your first... The first person you love is your mom. Right. That's basically, that's your mom. Mm-hmm. That's your woman right there. Yeah. That's my woman. You know what Man. I mean? So I've never had that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because... The emotional, mental, verbal, physical abuse mm-hmm. all my life. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so, but I, what I always say is that, no, nah, that's that's not my, my, I can't, as a man, I can't claim that like, oh yeah, this will happen. No, nah, I was responsible for the things that I done, mm-hmm. but my influence was this. Right, right. You know what I mean? And so it just, you know, but had I... If I could do the things that I initially did myself, if I could do them over... I'd probably be five years old, walking down the street one time from from school, five or six. Now, I would want to be five, but if I was five or six. And I was walking down the street with a plant for Mother's Day for my mother. And I was thinking about how it looked like a new day just happened right before me because it was like, it was like, um, it was, it's, it was like the, the leaves and stuff was, was turning. Mm-hmm. And, um, somebody said to me, to me that, um, like, they told me that that I was good or I was going to be good. Mm. And I wish I could have took that and that could have been the support for me that I never got. Right. 
Brown, you know what I mean? Yeah. The the support for me that I never got, like that I really, you know, um, feeling the love and being truly love is totally two different uh, things. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, um, where the point of uh, you know, um, when I finally did become, I became making my name for myself. Like I, I um. The first degree I got, I never went to any graduation I ever had. Wow. Um, um, when I um got my first degree that I got from my um from junior college, my mom I sent it to my grandmother. Hmm. Well, my mom took it, went to and went to a. She took it. Um, she ain't now. My, I have come from a mom who never one day called me to say how you doing at school. I went away to school as a young dude. Nah. How you doing at school? Do you need money for books? Do you? How are your grades? Um, how are you living? How you never, never, never anything of that. You know what I mean? But I send my diploma to my grandmother, and you would take it out of her house. Well, where is it? Oh yeah, well, I was at the mission, and um, I left it. Um, you know, you left my degree. Why would you ever touch my degree? Right. You, you've never been a part of that. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Um. So, but I, I, I come from that. You know what I mean? And so, not feeling that. That I, I never, my mother never said she loved me until February the sixth, two thousand fifteen. Mm. Wow. Mm. You know she she never said she never told me that. Um. And so me, that's like I was fighting. I'm constantly fighting an uphill battle. Yeah. Like uh, yeah, like I I didn't I couldn't stand to be around my mother. Mm. Like if I had to if I had to go home from my grandmother's house, I'm like like uh, that's that's emotional abuse. That's right. that's yeah. that's trauma. Mm -hmm. You know um the um. But I was definitely scared of her. Mm, you know, sure. I was definitely scared of her. You know, um, it's it, it just if I had um, even it was times where I, I went to stay with other family members, like I had peace. Right. Man. I had peace. But well, that's your mom, and you gotta go. Well, well, but basically, you put me back in the fire. Yeah. Right. You know, and so I live with that every day. People thought, oh, Nigel, this, this, and then another thing too. I I was about. I'm, if I if I mess with you, I mess with you, and if I mess with you, can't nobody mess with you. Right. You know what I mean. Right. If I I don't let a lot of people around me because I don't do the foolery. I don't right. like that. But if I mess with you, I mess with you. A lot of people try to figure me out. They they outside wondering who I am, right. and they have no clue. Right. You know they they think oh he's the athlete no he's not. He's, he's, they have this oh the jock thing like no mm -hmm. listen man I'm 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 a, I'm a well spoken person. Intellectual. Um. Um. um a lot of people don't understand. I love God. I love right. Christ. I, mm -hmm. You know, um, that's the, to me, talking about God to me is almost like I can play football again. <laughs> you know what I mean? I never, I've never loved a woman um, enough. I never loved a woman as much as I love football. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Well, until now. You know what I mean? <laughs> and so I've never, I've never been in a place in my mind where I could, I, I love the person more than I love football. Basketball, I I meant that I was good at basketball, right. mm -hmm. but I I I'm, it was just something to do. Right. I just was good at it. I wanted to be better than everybody else. Mm -hmm. But I wish that I had uh, some people in my family other than Dean right. to share my passion mm -hmm. for me being who I wanted to be and how I wanted to be because. I think of the things like I see Jerome Bettis, I see Dorsey Levins, I see I'm like man, 
I wasn't really ahead of him. I wasn't really him. I'm, you know, but mm-hmm. they went here and they did this. This is their story. You know what I mean? Right. And I'm like, man. You know, I, I, I've started a um, um, conversation. I told um, Tim with some, some kids, but I'm going to, well, it was, actually it was, I don't know if it was, no, it wasn't for, for the president, but it was for this program. And I told them that I'm, I'm probably the greatest athlete that you never heard of. Right. You know what I mean? That sums it up. You know, and so, but a lot of it you you, you never heard of, because, and it was my doing, you know. Um, but it's for the example. Right. And like I said, I can be an example for this reason. I can be an example. So, but now, be the example. You know what I mean? Exactly. Um, you know, I've done things, but now I'm. It didn't bring me to ruin. Right. It ruined some things, but it didn't bring me to ruin. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm I'm at a job where I, you can't pay me less than fifty two dollars an hour. Right. right. You know what I mean? Exactly. I, um, I'm I'm I went from how we were kids. We we nobody was. I want to play pro football when I'm a kid. I want to be a rapper when I'm a kid. No, you either wanted to be a doctor. Yeah. You wanted to be a lawyer. Yeah. You wanted to be a police officer. Mm-hmm. You wanted to be an Fire, Indian. Or you wanted to be a firefighter. <laughs> or you wanted to be a construction, construction worker. We had the Tonka truck. Yeah, yeah. yeah we so, with those so the day that I'm like, I'm gonna, I go, I'm gonna go get a job at the well. I can start a job. Construction workers. I, I so I want. I go out there and I'm like, what? So I started learning how to drive. You know, well, I'm gonna do the forklift. Forklift is simple. Everybody did it. No, you're going to learn the extreme forklift. Right. Oh, okay. I'm going to learn that. Oh, well, you're going to learn the backhoe. What? I'm a... So, you know, of course, I've gotten people filming me now. I'm, right. I'm, I'm like a kid in the candy store. I'm going, <laughs> like, I'm, this is something I want to do when I was a kid. Yeah. You know what I mean? They, oh, well, we want you to, um. well, we want you to run the blades. Well, we want you to run yeah. this. We want you, well, you, you got to get trained in a crane. You got to, you know, things of that nature. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, I'm... That's my example now. Mm-hmm. Like, listen, I've done all of this, but look, this is something that's there for you. You can too. travel all around the world, man, right. operating the crane. Right. Yeah, that's, that's a big accomplishment. Oh, yeah. One of the things I, I, um, we always um, connected you to was Curtis Martin, because Curtis Martin didn't have the perfect story growing up, but he was one of the top running backs in the NFL. He's legendary. He had to deal with obstacles. He had to deal with adversity, and he was, he was definitely, um, you know, he was a history maker. Mm-hmm. Buffalo has history makers. Mookie, you a coach who coached through adversity. You coach kids through trouble, times, gang culture, through violence. I wish I could have coached him. Yes, and and, <laughs> and you came out, and um, you know, Nigel, you was our Curtis Martin on a higher level, and the thing that you summed up to bring it to a legendary status is your past, your present, and your future is all connected in your 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 passion. Mm-hmm. And, you, and your your direction and where you're going, you you're iconic because you evolved and you overcame all those obstacles. That's what makes you a, a, a legend because you you severe damage, sure. but it was collateral damage. But right. you learn how to well, to move in the transition of life and still become effective, productive, and not lose your sanity. You right. know, and use everything that you've been through. As a testimony, and even loving God, because that was embedded in you through your grandfather, through your grandmother, through the heritage of your family, loins, you always had God. God never left you, nor never forsake you. But he also exposed you and all your goodness to, to make you show that there's never going to be a time when you're going to be lacking. You never lack nothing. 
Yeah, a lot you of know. people, when you, when you go through this, some of the things, the adverse things that I've been through, a lot of people, they want to, instead of trying to help you sweep your path or how to, uh, trying to help you or trying to direct you over like or guide you or something, a lot of people just throw things in your way. Right. I mean, even though some, a lot, many of the things I put in my own way, but right. like I said, I don't, you, a lot of people didn't know when the stuff was happening to me and I was going away that I was going away right. in Vegas because... Right. I don't wear that on my shoulder. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm still, I still am who I am. Right. But those things I didn't use as a, I didn't allow it to be a stumbling block too long. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? They just were stepping stones for me. Like, okay, so yeah, yeah, that's not uh, that's not me. But most most of it wasn't. I just don't let that stuff define me. Right, you know what right. I mean? Those are things that happen. Those are the things in life happen. You know, I mean, every day in life is trial and error. Mm -hmm. You know, um, and so you know, at now you know, I try to do things according to how things are supposed to be done as far as the word you know what i mean right. I, you know i try to hold every thought captive in obedience to christ you right. know what i mean and i don't try to go too far i don't be, try to be preachy to people and things yeah. like that but hey listen this is you know it, it's like saying this you know when chaos is around and chaos is around you know what i mean it's like so Look at me. This is my story. Mm -hmm. right. You understand? This is my this is my story. Now you you it's the choice is yours, but this is my story. Mm -hmm. This I'm, a, I'm I was yeah I was terrible. I was terrible. Okay, but you can use that and see how terrible I was, and you can choose not to do that. Exactly. You know what I mean? Okay, I was good at this, and I was good at this. Well, you can look at it like I looked at it. Well, he's good in this, but if he did this, then I I would be better than him. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And so, but the end result of all of it is that you know when I, when you try to bring it full circle. It's that it's not like you know like I said about my cousin last night that you have a beginning you have an end but what you doing with the dash right. you know mm -hmm. what I mean you know what I mean and so now you know my my I'm I'm still the decider on how I'm going to finish this story mm -hmm. you know what I mean you know well God is the decider on how I'm going to finish the story but in between there I can choose you know I have a still the narrator right I'm still you know what I mean and so but you know and, and I choose to just be who I am. I like who I am now. A lot mm -hmm. of times, growing up all my life, I can't say that I liked who I was. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and that, that came from within the home. You know, right. I mean, people don't understand how kids are not innocent bystanders. Right. They're sponges. Yeah. Right. You soak up everything. You know what I mean? Yeah. They, they, they soak up everything. Right. You can uh, you can try to hide pain. You can try to be deceived, deceptive, but kids, they, they, they inherit that. They breathe that. Yeah. You know what I mean? So when you start seeing seeing things like uh you know i there's so many things i've actually went to to, to therapy for right. some of these things that happened you know what i mean yeah. as, a, as a grown man and it's helped me to release some things you know what i mean to learn things about myself a work a work, a work in progress and also uh you're a contributor to the cause of life and your your your, your, your stones are monumental because every stone it takes every stone to make a monument man. and again that's what we have in front of you we have a legendary movement that brings honor to our who we are and what our past was as well as our present and the legacy of our future that's what makes us legendary that's why we're on a legendary show such as Wolfo, you know uh, a legendary station 96.5 on your fm dial and also your 1080 uh Wolfo station with our host um you know mookie who's definitely legendary um pass it to Kirk, who's also a part of this 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 movement this 
this this trailblaze to man, bring out the greatness of Buffalo. It's testimony. Testimony. Right you know? It's testimony. And, and right gotta here. give a shout out to all of you guys who doing what you're doing in your various positions and keeping the movement going. Um, you know, this show here is designed for your legends. Yeah. It's for you. It makes you I am legend. You know, and that, I share that platform with everybody who yeah. stands on that platform and, and it's not something that you hear on a daily basis, but I will put together that team or arsenal of true Buffalo kids. You're a true Buffalo kid. Mr. Boston, you're a true Buffalo kid. Uh, we can always be found on various platforms, you know, on Facebook, uh, Power 96, Western New York, Instagram, Power 96, Twitter, uh, on your, Wuff your Wuffle uh, dial, Tim Newkirk on Facebook, GYC Ministry on Facebook, uh, Apple Podcasts, mm -hmm. Spotify, and, um, you know, big shout out to our sponsors, uh, Back to Basics, 10, mm -hmm. 1370 William Street, Pastor James Giles, one of the major sponsors who believes in mentoring and believe in um, counseling all those who have been in game and, and came out of game, because this is what we're talking about. Man. We all came out of game. We all evolved around game, and we came out of game. So, mm -hmm. you know, continue to listen. This is just the beginning, because I need you on the show by yourself, <laughs> but I needed you to come in and to deal with hey, somebody who's such as a legend as him. Again, this show is um, uh, dedicated to Elijah Dean Scott, who passed away. Dean. Rest in peace. Um, and his home going services will be on tomorrow. That is uh, the 18th. That is the 19th uh, at uh, uh, Pilgrim Baptist Church. Mm -hmm. And um, this viewing will be the day. Uh, small viewing will be the day at Edwards Funeral Home. Five to seven. Five, six, seven. Five to seven. Five to seven on, on Genesee Avenue at Edwards. Um, uh, funeral home. Uh, touched a lot of lives, man. He touched a lot of lives. Changed a lot of lives. Changed a lot of lives. He was, he was lives. definitely a father. And he was an innovator. He was definitely a legend. So mm -hmm. we share that platform with him. Uh, you can follow us until the next time. Yes, you sir. know, this is in the episode of another I Am Legend segment with your host, Pastor Samuel Curry. I appreciate you coming on the show. I appreciate both you guys. It was a dynamic interview. And then going into March, we're going to be talking about iconic sports. So, you know, it's going to be March Madness. So we will be opening up the platform to all the Buffalo icons. And it's an honor and a pleasure to be, you know what I mean, sharing the same stage with yourself and especially this original legend right here, the one who really started, the, the true Buffalo kid himself, yes. my man Nigel Bosick. And, you know, it's, it's, it, uh, it pleasures me to know that he was able to share a story with me because, once again, he don't open up and, no. you know, and, and relate this type of information to nobody, nobody. You know what I mean? So, I mean, in life, hey, you have to go through things to grow through things. And then, you know, my guy is, you know, a definitely replication of that because just look how he's evolved through the face of adversity not once twice three you know many occasions you know what i mean so a lot of people feel that they knew him but didn't know him but didn't understand you know what he was really going through so it takes a lot you know I me mean, for him to come out here and displays what he really going through on a personal level you know I me mean, outside of you know i mean you know the, the, the great marvelness and the iconness everybody lauded him for, you know what I mean? But closing those doors and coming back home, you have to face the real world. And, you know, he still was able to come out like that, you know, rising to the occasion like once again, you know what I mean? So lesson learned for everybody that's tuning in. Make sure y'all go and check your history on this guy right here, Nigel Bostic, and what he did back then and the man that he is now, you know what I mean? So great show, man. Thanks for having so, me on. Man, I am legend. Man, all blessings. Peace and blessings. Alright, definitely. Get you out of here because I know you're ready to go. Yeah, we got work to do. Alright, we go, we go two hours of it. Yeah, y'all did.